and welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Dad. Join me today is Wario Will. Ah, uh, yep, it's time. My final nip. Until I come back, of course. And, and yes, also, happy Persona release day, everybody. And Fire Emblem Gage. Happy release days. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I was expecting more of a song, you know, like, oh, I don't know. And now the end is near and I face my final curtain. Well, Dude, how old are you? <laughs> I am so dang old. Like, age cannot describe how old I am. Externally, <laughs> internally, emotionally. <laughs> I am so old. Okay, <laughs> le legit. Fourth wall breaking here. Um, I'm doing this new comic project, and I have an editor on it. And she was looking at some of my phrasing, and she kept, like, referencing like how old it sounds like it's not hip you dig <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'm showing my age here and sometimes i absolutely did because i grew up in a I, gr I grew up in a certain time where we said these things like she she gave me an idea to use the word selfie in a sentence and i just didn't even think about it because i don't do selfies <laughs> what i don't i definitely i don't do selfies i don't have a selfie stick i don't you know post on my instagram every five minutes with my my photos and such i'm like but I had to go, yeah, probably selfie would be better there, I guess. Yeah, fine. But yeah, I'm old. <laughs> like, you're not like, hit with the young kids. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, happy body good. Get some learn of the today's slang. Get a, take a selfie. OMG, y'all. <laughs> I, I am Steve Bushimi. Hello there, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> I fear for my children if I ever do have them because I'm going to be that dad. Like, hey there, fellow kids. Oh, I think that's the point, Cora. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yes, I am old. Let's move on. Cause Skull Kid Scott is here. Yay! You just reminded me that I actually helped pick out a selfie stick for my mom. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> really? Wait, yes, wh she why? wanted to take more selfies, and she didn't want to have to like raise her arms more, so she just got a selfie stick. I mean, sure, it's convenient as all heck. But I don't think she that uses you, it like, very often, you, though. Use your arm. <laughs> I just, I have so many questions. The fact that your mother wants to take more selfies is one of them. Uh, hey, better than my mom. At least she, she's somewhat technology adept. <laughs> oh yeah, my mom is not social. Is not technologically adept. She just likes to think she is. Yeah. <laughs> my mother is absolutely not technologically adept. I, I have to thank her job for making her more competent, but she still can't do basic things at times. <laughs> And, but like, she learned to take selfies, and I kid you not, from like my five year old niece. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. This was when Adeline was five years old, she could take selfies, and so she would show my mom how to do it. I'm like, my sister's failing at a, as a parent. If my five year old niece has how to take selfies, again, I fear for my children because it's, it's not going to get any better from here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> also, I don't know how we went from a Nintendo podcast to a rag on our mother's podcast, but sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Just for that long of a day. <laughs> We're not even in May. This is January. I mean, there's not, there's not even theme here. Okay. Let's focus on the gaming. <laughs> because we do have a lot to talk about uh, before Depart Will departs for the other side of the world. 
Uh, <laughs> literally, yes. Literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. So let's get it all started off with what have you been playing? And I am not going to go first because I realize I've gone like first last four times in a row because of my persona thing. But so I will go last this time. And Scott, I want you to go first to continue on the conversation we were having earlier. Alrighty, so I was playing One Piece Odyssey and Neptunia mainly for the past week. I've also went through a small scourge of Kakarot to finish the new DLC, as well as another small scourge of Pokemon Scarlet, because one of my friends actually just got Violet. So he wanted to just see how the multiplayer stuff worked, which was nice. So we played for like four hours. <laughs> yes, which again, and I'm sorry to cut off, but like I mentioned that in my review, but the f multiplayer was flawless when we played. Like the co-op, you and me yep. in the world, going, we could go in separate directions. We could go to the opposite ends of Paldea, and we didn't have a single problem, which is weird because everything else was buggy. But <laughs> yep. We know where their focus was. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, continue. Uh, it was actually really uh, fun, though, because we were as I was playing around, I was showing him like the different routes to go to get to certain gyms and to like go through the like the Asobi Desert. So we had a lot of fun just going around and looking for Pokemon, as well as I was battling some of the trainers that I kind of just skipped as I was going through the story. <laughs> Because I was kind of didn't care about trainers, especially in like the areas of like say the desert or the glacier where you have to very you, you have to use your resources well. <laughs> and I didn't want to waste resources of like using my PP on Pokemon or having to use a potion when I didn't need it, kind of a deal. Mm, right, right. <laughs> and so there's a lot of trainers that I skipped that I just went back to and just, you know, one shot them all with my level like 60 Charizard. So whatever. <laughs> I have the power! <laughs> At least I didn't use the level 100 one. <laughs> But there's really no point in using like the level 100 Pokemon outside of like raids or like actual competitive stuff because you can only take experience for them. So I just use the level like 40 or 60 Pokemon that I have so I can at least get some experience from stuff. Yeah, do what you need to. I'll I'll dive back into Pokemon Scarlet or I'll buy Violet eventually. Just not right now. I'm going <laughs> right, right, to be busy right. for the next couple of months, okay? I I'm, wonder why. No. I'm going to be busy, dang it! <laughs> oh, but I wanted, to, I wanted to continue my other conversation about Neptunia. Or oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Because you so... made a very interesting statement that I'm actually pleased about, which is not a sentence you hear me say with the word <laughs> Neptunia and pleased in the same phrase. So go ahead. Okay, so um, for those who are... I guess not really knowledgeable, but those who understand or know anything about the Neptunia series will probably think of it first as like a fan service game, which was true in, say, like the first two games, maybe the third one. But since like the Mega Dimension series, there's been a lot less uh, fan service. And in this newest one upcoming, I will say there is a lot, lot less fan services if there's like none. So. They're focusing a lot more on the story, on the gameplay mechanics, on the characters, which is really good because I actually really do like the Neptunia characters. They are very interesting, even if they are a little over the top. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
So that's one of the things that I just wanted to note is that the Neptunia series seems like it's going for like a full on, it's a game about the game industry, but that's a lot more kind of barred. It does have some jokes about certain fan service subjects, but most of it is as actually just like making fun of the industry itself kind of a deal. Right, right. Not actually about being about fan service. So I'm really excited to see where Neptunia continues to go because this is like their first step in the mainline series for the last like 10 years since I think was when the last mainline series was like 2015 or 2015, I think was when it was 2014 or 2015 when Mega Dimension came out. And that was the last mainline series Neptunia game. Since then, we've only got we've got a bunch of Neptunia games, but it's always been crossovers or games that Mm -hmm. are just like where Neptunia, Neptune and that cast is just barely in the game just to show off something else kind of a deal. Or if um, another thing they do is they just like to remake the first Rebirth over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that, what if we made it on the Switch? What if we made it on the PS4? What if we remade it on the PC? What if we remade it on the PS5? That's pretty much been their go-to. It was just like, we need more Neptunia love, so let's just remake the first one again. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So I'm really happy that they're starting to go further down into progressing the series, especially because between the first game and like the current, like, I guess, place we're at now, the game industry itself has evolved in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. For better and for worse. Yes, be for honest. better and for worse. <laughs> Let's be honest. So it is interesting to see, like, I do like seeing the more, like, modern critiques of, like, the modern game industry. So that is something I'm excited about. And you'll see some of that um, once the game actually hits in January 24th. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Like, I mean, I just can't wait to hear, like, if the parody story is like, oh, like, uh, yes, like, <laughs> the fact the game industry is involving NFTs or have, <laughs> making live services. Like, I mean, I granted, Microsoft kind of did that beforehand, I think about it in, the, in earlier games, but the fact that, like, yeah, so much games, especially with regards to re- recently Rockstar with the Suicide Squad, I'm not sure you heard that rumor. Yeah, yeah like, I can't wait to hear about that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah, so I do I do appreciate the direction that Trini is going, and I really want to see where else they can go, especially with how bigger and bolder that they will become um they still are focusing on other game series too like when you look at compile hard and idea factory they have a lot of games they've been working with together yeah yeah yeah. that's not just neptunia related and a lot of those are i think pretty good but i think that neptunia is still just like their biggest kind of known game series out of the two of them Right, right, right. Because the only thing I know from Compile Heart, like I know they're gonna bring, they're bringing back, they're remake, re-releasing a record of Agra's War, yep. which was originally back on the PS3 days. So, yep. and I know there's like a um collector's edition out on, I think on a NIS's uh, storefront. So there's that. But uh, yeah, aside from that, that game I know that's coming out uh, fairly week soon is like yeah, Compile Heart is definitely has that other subseries that i'm not too familiar with yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so it's interesting to note that too but i think it's also that neptunia just might be bigger on the west than it might be in like japan i feel like they probably have bigger holdings on other titles in japan i feel like their other japanese work probably are sees a lot more 
engagement <laughs> than on the West. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, again, like, like when you bring it to the West, like, the number two games, like, of course, naturally, the voice, like, voice acting is big over there. And the fact that it's, like, most of the game itself is, is voice acted in Japanese only, while the West is, like, the budget-wise is just completely non-existent. Like, it's all over budget. the place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's got, it's just kind of funny that it, it has a much more grander appeal here in the West than uh, on Japan. But, yeah, I digress. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what I've been playing for this week. Nothing wrong with that. You've been playing a lot. I mean, I have. I need. I need to. I'm still like rushing through One Piece because I need to write a review of that eventually. It's just it only took us like three days till after release to get a code to get a hack to get a code. Other <laughs> shares, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I am very happy that I can get a code for a game that I want to play to review. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, publishers, please give us a bone. Like, yes, give us like give us the, the newbies, the undergrounds. Yeah, because we actually enjoy having people enjoy it. Well, I don't know. You give it to people like IGN, Kotaku, all that. Yada yada yada. Not to be not to How be salty, many of you but... have watched One Piece over there in IGN? <laughs> I just want. I want to. I want to do a hot take. We're better than Kotaku. I said it. Oh. I said it. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I, I mean, after reading their Kingdom Hearts stuff, I also agree. There you go. See. <laughs> We, we're just we're a step above okay but yeah i mean i i literally just asked keith about the the cover fire emblem engage I, I mean we haven't gotten one i'm like is there a chance we'll get it day of and i'm waiting to hear back from him so i, 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 know, the, I know the answer but i want i want to believe at the rate we're going we'll probably will be getting a day day or day after <laughs> yeah yeah I will be here. whenever I'm... we get it the day of it's usually like at night <laughs> oh or at least like 20 hours ago, yeah? Power <laughs> luck, yes. Uh, Alright, Will, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, personally, for me, uh, unfortunately, Splatoon 3 has definitely still sunk my hooks in. And yeah, just continuing on with, with going to salmon runs and all that, so nothing new there much. Uh, there, but um, recently I have been continuing back on with, with Fall Guys, uh, just making my way here in the bathhouse here and there, um, before uh, I head out and just making a dent of it. So, yeah, just kind of sc scraping by here and there. So, not really have much on playing games per se, as again, I'm, I'm currently prepping up to head back to Malaysia, so I'll get maybe get some free time until then. But, of course, naturally, the recent games is regarding to recently uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, which, of course, naturally, to celebrate uh, Fire Emblem Engage, they have released a new banner. I mean, we'll be talking about more later on, but the recent banner, I, I have did, I did all the missions. I got mo major all eight uh, summon tickets you can earn in the game in, in, in Fae, so... I went. I went full straight. I went through eighty full summon sessions. A spark. No, 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 not eighty. Uh, fifty. Fifty summons. I did one spark, and of course, I got Alir, which is a very good solid unit. And yeah, just continuing on with with just grinding orbs for currently right now until like seven. I think I'm right now sitting at seven hundred fifty orbs right now. So and until like the I believe the next I think mythical legendary but I know is sometime in next week or so so yeah get ready for that um so there there's that and I'm not sure if like I don't know because like I know as well this weekend will be it will be become the Chinese New Year I know a lot of play, a lot of games have been doing like Chinese New Year events via gacha games so I'm not sure if um Fei has been known to do it aside from New Year's thing but eh, who knows who knows. So yeah, um, nothing really much per se, and of course, naturally, uh, with um, as, as 
as we opened up the podcast, they got uh, Persona 3 and Persona 4 going. It is currently out right now. So, yeah, I've currently have downloaded that those two games back on my Switch and just play a little bit of it. And uh, the nostalgia. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I have played the original Persona 3 Portable on the PSP, and the difference is night and day. I remember the PSP being so grainy, like how oh, yeah. <laughs> the PSP lo- screen how... was uh, something. <laughs> it was so grainy, and now like that to see this thing in sharp HD on a Switch is like, geez, how lo- how far we have come. And like, also one more thing, a smaller grade in the PSP version, you only could have I think like let's see, W I O I A M. I think uh, only there was a certain character limit. Like, I think it was like one, two, W I O O I A M, uh, seven character limit. While I didn't think in the PSP, you only have a six character limit on the first name. So yep. I couldn't put in my full name, dang it. <laughs> so now, now here, uh, finally adding an extra uh, full seven character limit on your, on your name is like by far a great improvement. So thank you, Atlas. <laughs> but. Still, of course, naturally, the thing I'm kind of so a little salty about is that one, why you couldn't bring in Persona 3 Fest instead of Portable? Because, yeah, you could have added the thing into the Fest 3 miles and all that, because again, full anime cutscenes, yada yada. And plus, also, you really couldn't improve on the sound compression in the game, Atlas. Really? Gotta be that lazy. Yeah, I wish <sighs> they I wish they brought in the best parts of both of those games rather than just choosing one. Right, right, right. While Persona 3 Portable is indeed the quote-unquote definitive version of the game, the fact that I missed a 3D environmental exploration <laughs> on my own is just like, that. that's so it, It's like it. more visual novel because of it, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, I like it in visual novels, but the fact that, yeah, again, 3D, 3 4 3D and all that, I miss those days, and it's good. And plus, like, you get that visual representation of these character models, and now you have to give it, like, let let your imagination run wild with the visual novel. And, like, yeah, But, okay, okay, I'll stop there. But, yeah, but still, Persona 3, it's... It brings back nostalgia. One of my favorite games in the series. I saw Mori Kalibi play it um, earlier today in my, my workplace. It's definitely great nostalgia. Great nostalgia. And of course, Golden is, yeah, again, Golden on Nintendo. <laughs> wow. It's, again, I, I still remember actually getting my PlayStation uh, Vita TV. I had to go get the original up. <laughs> oh, Vita, you got the uh, Vita TV. <laughs> yeah, and that thing unfortunately crashes here. Here and there, so I worry about having to constantly say, but now I got this thing on the Switch. Now I can maybe actually finally finish this thing, but uh, along with my other backlog. So, yeah, it's it's good to be a Persona fan. It's good to see these games come out finally on on all consoles, Nintendo Switch, and yeah, just seeing Persona three, four, and five on Nintendo Switch is just again what what a future we live in. What a what a what a timeline we live in. <laughs> as for me, as a matter of culture. I have been finishing up Persona 5 Royal! Yes! I have beaten it! I just beat the final boss, and I'm now in, like, the end game content. Uh, I just had Christmas with my girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay, we get that. My, my maid that slash teacher slash girlfriend. Not <laughs> awkward at all. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Not I, at all, not at all. I, I do want to note that I actually will credit the game for not going as far as they could have, because I was wondering if they would insinuate that Joker and Kawakami or whoever you were with spent the night together on Christmas. Because <laughs> the hints are all there that you know they, that you could read it one way or another. And it, in the Christmas 
uh, on, on Christmas, you get to go with your girlfriend, or if you're doing a harem, like certain someone did, you could just pick the girl you want to spend the day with. <laughs> and uh, Kawakami goes, you know, I, it's so, like, so hard, I don't think the trains will be running. And, uh, yeah, 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 and yeah, I yeah. do the option of you could stay here tonight. And she goes, whoa, 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 that ain't happening. And I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's already awkward enough that you have multiple adult people you can fall for. I, I didn't realize there was a third with the reporter until later. But, yeah, there's three adults you can fall for. And I'm glad they didn't, you know, go the full relationship thing because <laughs> other games would happily do it <laughs> and certain animes absolutely would do it but uh yeah i am uh in the end game content right now and i found out there's actually a secret level with a uh, kasumi i'm not yes sure, yes yes i'm yes. not sure i'll get it because i had to get the doctor to 10 sorry the psychiatrist to 10 and kasumi to 5 by the end of november i know i got uh, the Dr. Maruki to 10. I'm not sure if I got Kasumi in time because she was just so hard to get at times. Like I had You to... have to be very specific and you have to find yes. her. Exactly. Yes. And it, that took time. And I know I got her to five, but I don't remember if I if it was at the end of November or the beginning of December. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's I mean... ruin my thing. I know it's just like an optional dungeon. It's the only one you can get Kasumi to be on your team with and whatever, but it, I want to see what it's like. All right. Like, it, it, they pretty much let you know, like, yeah, you you max it out. I mean, uh, at that point at level five. And once you, like, you know, then you would, you basically know. Yeah, yeah. It will, it will let you know. Okay. You'll know once you get past Christmas. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm in the end game content right now. And the game is, the game is amazing. Uh, I'm 90 hours in. Okay. Time yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud to say that it only took one try to get the final boss done. Um, yeah. Boy, did that get dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The la that the, the first uh, final boss is definitely <laughs> something. Especially in the harder difficulties, it actually can be quite difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, but I, I had, I did the proper amount of grinding and getting my team up, and I had the right persona, thank God, um, to deal with it. I can't even say the persona's name that I use the most. It's got this really long name that makes no sense, but whatever. What does it look like? Uh, a demon swordsman. Maziago Uzume, something like that. Oh, Magatsu Izanagi. Yeah, him. And uh, he's And great. not even a demon. He's based off uh, Izanagi off Persona 4. Really? <laughs> that is nice to know. I've never played the Which other just came out. Which just came out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But uh, no, I... I very much enjoyed the game. Um, my biggest complaint is I apparently didn't use all my time wisely because I didn't get level 10 supports with everybody because I'm trying to balance everything. Yep. And I know that's probably part of the game, but I kind of wanted to see uh, like what happened with Haru. And I didn't finish Atechi, even though I, I helped save his mom. And maybe I'll get the time. I don't know. I don't know what happens next. But... If I was to do the game over, which would be a very long time from now, because <laughs> I don't have 90 hours to invest in the next few months, um, I, I know what characters I don't need to give a crap about, like Yusuke or Akechi, <laughs> and I can just focus on getting the other characters or maxing out my stats so I can get to them faster, And uh, but it's been a fun experience. If I did review it, it'd easily be a 4.5, maybe a 5. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I would have I would have given it now, but it is everything that I could have hoped for. 
I've enjoyed every hour I've put into it. I'm glad I played it. And as I'll talk about later, I will get the others when I have the time. So <laughs> thank you for the fun. Uh, it was a really great story. Uh, the, I, I did not see the twists at the end, which mm, is good. Mm, mm. <laughs> Granted, some of them were like, oh, okay, then we're going to that territory. All right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And he yep, thought yep. a talking cat was the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I did love the Mona twist. That was nice. I don't want to spoil too much because it is endgame territory. Oh, but it's been out for five years. Yeah, and how many? How I, it took me five years to finally get it. So what's your point? <laughs> I'm sure well, there's still I some people like you it on the newer I, consoles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still kind of find it funny that Atlas is still like putting a uh, spoiler um, denier. Yes, yeah, disclaimers are like, do not put in spoilers for these Persona 3 or Persona 4 games, even though it has been literally decades since they released it. It's okay, like... but I can respect that because, I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um, when I was surfing the internet, I guess I, po I posted about Persona 5 before, so now my Twitter sometimes gives me Persona tweets. And one of them was for, I'm pretty sure it's for the secret level with Kasumi. And it asked if I wanted to kill this one character. I'm like, wait a minute, I just left that character, so why do I want to kill them? I'm like, oh, then that's the next dungeon. It's not, it's the secret dungeon, I guess. And then another one was from Persona 5 Strikers, which I'm not going to play. Um, and so I can understand it. And sadly, I have had the Persona 4 Golden Twist spoiled for me. Oh, that's sad. I know, I'll be fine. Uh, I mean, I don't know like the reasoning behind it all, but I know who, who I know who the bad guy is. So, and actually, actually, Will also spoiled it for me. So, thanks for that, Will. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was like a podcast long ago, but, uh -oh. <laughs> but but for someone who who like me who was who has only just gotten into Persona, I wouldn't want these things spoiled because I have never touched them before. I don't know the story. I couldn't tell you the character names outside of Mitsuru Kirijo. That's because she was in Death Battle. So. Oh, and I know, and, and I did. Okay, I did know some of them because of Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, but I can't like think of them off the top of my head. I think Makoto is one of them. No, no that's that's Persona Five. See, so there you go. Uh, well, Makoto uh, is part actually, of Blaze Blue. <laughs> there is a, there is one in Persona Three. There you go. See. <laughs> anyway, but I can understand why they're doing it because for some people this is their first chance to get them, and so they don't want spoilers flying around. Sadly, because it's been you know decades or so. Uh, they're they're out there for by the people who know the games already, like with the Persona 4 Golden Twist. So it happens, but I can respect Atlas for saying, "Hey, respect the new gamers because they don't know as much as we do. They don't know, man. They don't know." Fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I actually had the fun time of watching my wife experience Persona 5 for the first time. So that's always a joy to see, like people. Put it in there, like see the story outline in their heads and see the twists as they come. Yeah. So uh, the real question is, who did she pick as Joker's girlfriend? Because that says a lot about her. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think, went with Makoto, if I remember correctly. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. If I had to rank the girlfriends that I would have picked for Joker, Kawakami is number one, Makoto would have been number two, and then uh, Takemi would have been number three. <laughs> so, Haru probably would have been number four, then Anne. Uh, then reporter lady, maybe fortune teller. After that, I mean, surprisingly enough, a lot of people enjoy Futaba. Interestingly enough, oh, I can't. I mean, I adore Futaba. I like Futaba, but not with Joker. No, Futaba. <laughs> I I see Futaba as my little sister. Exactly. And, and, I, and I know that's kind of the intent because you know Joker is not just older than her, 
but you know he's to some he's like he's literally towers over her so it's like that you know i'm going to be her protector through all of this and i would love to have fataba in my life you know outside of her possibly hacking my devices all the time uh because <laughs> i she would be fun to have as a friend and as a bestie and as a, like a little sister type but i wouldn't want her as my girlfriend makoto i think will be like the best girlfriend of all of them if we're talking about like reality because she's responsible she's brilliant you know, but she'll also kick your butt, Fist of Justice style. So, there you go. There's a settlement in Smash. Who's the best partner? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we just start going through, like, all the franchises that we have the romance options. It's like, okay, who's the best in this game? Who's the best in this game? Who's the best in this game? Who's the best partner? Oh, we got NEP. But then you guys will have to get into the Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, please. I'm already trying to finish up the first game, and then the second game, the third game, and the fourth game. Like, please, that's a, that is like, I mean, it's not Kingdom Hearts level, but still, that is still bad. It's easier to follow than Kingdom Hearts, but it's also probably longer to get into. We, we also need to do Ocarina of Time and see if any of us picks Rudo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hello, hello, husband. No, no, that was your idea, and you hated me. The stupid one forced stuff. engagement. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right. Uh, and with that, we will now head to the news because there's actually been a jam packed week of news, so it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, Persona, <laughs> yes, we've already talked about it, but let's just rehash it really quickly. Yes, Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are available on. Basically all platforms now, uh, except for the Stadia. Rest in pieces. Poor Stadia. Poor Stadia, not really. It doesn't really <laughs> uh, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, come on. But, I, I can, but there have been a lot of people who like parts of it. <laughs> I mean, there, again, there were, there's, well, that's, that's how it should be. You know, there were parts that were good, but they didn't capitalize, and they didn't you know, put enough thought into certain things, and so it was almost doomed to fail. Not like a virtual boy... Or the 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 connect and certain other things. You know, there are parts of it that are good. Yeah. It just, it just couldn't. It couldn't fall through. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for these because I've heard the I've heard the praises of Persona 4 Golden for years. Like especially when Persona 5 came out, I I kept hearing, oh, this is great, but hopefully this will get people into Persona 4 Golden. And I know it was on a, it's been on Steam as long as it has been on other platforms. So I've had to I've gotten to read it for various other website work I've done. And, like, it's, like, beloved by those who play it, which is, honestly, it, I guess it's a cult classic, technically. Cause it's definitely, like, definitely the better one. I mean, obviously, we can't, came from Persona 3 Portable, and then, like, Golden was pretty much, like, the, that, that expansion from, like, a main series that Alice has now been kind of known for. Like, yeah, the, the New Game Plus version of Persona 4, that Golden was, like, originally exclusive on the Vita, but then, yeah, now released on Steam, and now finally released on major consoles. Golden was definitely quite the standard until Persona 5. It held... It definitely held on a lot of people's um, uh, expectations and definitely satisfied them. Yeah, yeah. So, if nothing else, I hope to hear an article that Persona 3 and Persona 4 have done well on its multi-platform release. If for no other reason, then, you know, this is... The franchise has been good. It's just that, not unlike other franchises, it never really breached into the West and other regions until that one game came out. Another great example being Monster Hunter. That game was always big in Japan, but not in the West until World came out. Then World right, as well, right, right, right. and then Rise did incredible. 
So now you know, now you're hyped for when the next one came out because you go like, oh yeah, I really love these games. So what are they going to do next? By the way, where is Persona 6? We don't know! <laughs> there, there's there, definitely still in production. No doubt about that. Just give it like maybe two, three more years. I mean, we'll probably maybe get Metroid Prime 4 before then. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm hoping we eventually get either remasters or remakes of Persona One and Two, though, too. Yeah, of course, yeah, definitely give them <laughs> give them some love. I I like I, I missed in my boat regarding to the the Persona, uh, yeah, uh, per, uh, the PlayStation Portable uh, re-releases. Yeah, I missed it, my chance there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I honestly know nothing about those two. I remember three was the big departure, like that's when it started to get its vibe, and then yep. it obviously built from there. So I actually have, I don't even know what Persona One and Two looks like. So. It's very janky in terms of its gameplay, but it still has a pretty solid story and character or yeah. cast of characters. I mean, heck, it has Hitler. It literally has Hitler. <laughs> okay, okay, pause. Ladies and gentlemen, I accept that there are people in history that tend to pop up everywhere, like like an Einstein or, or a world leader or whatever, or, or a philosopher. But why is it with anime properties that they always decide to bring in Hitler? Like Persona, Full Metal Alchemist, Dragon Ball. Yeah, you forgot about that. Yeah, Fusion Reborn. They brought in Hitler. Um, why? Why? So they can put him on the same level as Frieza. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like in Fusion Reborn, the bad guy was literally the embodiment of evil, and and Hitler was there. So yep. like, make of that what you will. So I I just. Once is weird, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. I'm sure there's more references out there. Please stop. Please stop. I beg you. Please. Anyway. But uh, if you are enjoying... And again, I, my timeline has been filled with Persona 4 and uh, 3 like, uh, posts, including from Will, that I have seen. <laughs> and, like, a whole bunch of gaming touch. And it's just... It's nice to see that there's so much hype for these past titles, because you don't usually see that unless it's, like, a full-on remake remaster and that's technically not what we're getting here so now nah, these are pretty much just ports exactly. it's ports unfortunately yeah, yeah but they play well that's the other thing is that play well and with a little bit of a uh, slight improvements i know there's a quick save feature yeah there's a few uh, quality of life improvements but yeah. not enough to really consider it a remaster yeah like all yeah yeah, 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 all, yeah all of them run at 60 frames per second including the switch um and the switch version got like rave reviews because the best versions is apparently xbox series x which is, you know, the most powerful console, I suppose. and But then the Switch is, like, right under there. Yeah. Uh, and that's great, because, if again, the I have not had a single visual problem with Persona 5 on, on Switch, and I play in handheld mode, which is, you know, like, the lesser mode. And I had no issues. I mean, there's things I, I can tell, like, oh, if this was on a different console, that would probably be a little smoother, but that's it. And it's very specific parts, so I'm glad to hear that these ports will be... Uh, Qual our quality and when i have the time i will definitely <laughs> i will definitely get him i will get golden first and then i'll go into three that way i can just you know rewind and enjoy see where how we all got to persona 5 and i hope you all are enjoying them if you even wanted to play them so oh yeah and if you're if you and i know we're a nintendo podcast but if you have the xbox game pass they're both on there so that's like a lot of money saved <laughs> <laughs> yep i'm just saying i'm just saying all right, moving on from Persona, I know, it's hard. But let's talk Pokemon, because there's been a lot of Pokemon news, including a leak getting debunked. There's all sorts of rumors about what the uh, Pokemon DLC for Scarlet and Violet are going to be. And there was this one leak that there's actually, and this is spoilers for the game, 
there's another crater full of prehistoric and futuristic Pokemon that we're going to meet. And there's a legendary there that can apparently manifest dreams into reality. Yeah, that's actually not real. Uh, shocker! A leak isn't real! Oh my gosh! Uh, apparently someone just like stockpiled a bunch of fan theories on one top of each other and tried to paint it as a realistic thing. It was a lie. It was a lie, I tell you! Who would have thunk? I know. I know. It's, it's, it's so sad, <laughs> not really. But look, are we going to get DLC for Scarlet and Violet? Absolutely. Like, there is little doubt, especially after what we got with uh, Sword and Shield, with the Armor of Isle and Crown Tundra. But until you hear from Nintendo, don't believe it! Seriously, knock it off. Uh, and actual news, uh, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series, has gotten its next Netflix uh, drop. It'll be on February 24th, so we do have another month to wait. Uh, I cannot confirm what episodes are going to be in here. Uh, remember, they do usually do about 12 to 15 episodes at a time, depending on how far the Japanese series is, which it just wrapped up Ultimate Journeys, or Pokemon Journeys, official, uh, over there. So we might get more episodes this time. I do not know. If I was to guess, we'd probably get right up to where we have the, uh, the Masters 8 battles. That's just my theory, though. So stay tuned for that. All I'm hoping is that they're just quality episodes. Is that so hard? Sometimes it is, apparently. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you remember my reviews recently, it's like, I have not been kind. It's because I have high expectations. It's like, I have unreasonable demand. I demand... <laughs> demand good Pokemon. Like, I demand not... I demand actual realistic trainers, not ones who just like blue Pokemon and then freak out every time they see the color blue. Shut up! Shut up. Uh, yeah, why can't we have more reasonable ones? Like, people who just have a bunch of Bulbasaurs. Yes! And by the way, I know someone like that. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I am not. I've had to help design Bulbasaur art for her. Her name's Mel. She's great. Um, What's I your Elite Four team? Bulbasaur, 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 Venusaur. Yes. Wait a minute. But why, but why the Venusaur? Because it's basically a Bulbasaur in its final form. How can you not love that? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and yes, she does have the Pokemon uh, Puma Bulbasaur shoes. Nice. Got one, and I did not. I am so mad. But she's a Bulbasaur <laughs> fan, so I will let it slide. Uh, also, we have gotten slight hints at the final Ash episodes that are playing right now in Japan. Uh, Aim to be a master is what it's called. And we've learned, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spoil too much, but we have learned that the goal of this final set of episodes, if you will, is that Ash is not having a goal. Yeah, <laughs> so profound. Yes. That is something. Well, he—he's he, now remember he's the world champion. That's official. That's not a spoiler. I mean, that's internet. No, that's not a spoiler. It's on the internet. big spoiler. Big spoiler. <laughs> that was ruined on the internet. Um, but yes, Ash is the world champion. Beat Leon. He's the—he is the top at ten years old. Even though he's totally not ten years old. You know it's true, Pokemon. You know it's true. You're just—you're just fueling the theory that Ash is in a coma. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh, could you imagine if the final episode is Ash is waking up from the coma? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, how controversial that would be. Anyway. I would hate it. <laughs> think of the shippers, how they would react. 
Miss Serena and Dawn weren't real the whole time? They were uh, just nurses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That would... Oh, no, we're not doing this. We're not going down there. <laughs> but anyway, he's just going to enjoy the ride. He's going on, let's call it a final tour of the regions, and that's where he's going to meet all his old companions, including uh, Misty and Brock. Silent has been confirmed as coming back, and I have no doubt we'll see some of the others before the end. And I like this. I like this, like, it doesn't need to be, you know, I have to reach this goal. It's just, this is the Pokemon world. Let's just go enjoy it now. And I look forward to seeing it, even though we're probably not going to get this in English until maybe at the end of the year, if we're lucky. So, oh well. All right, next up, we have a Super Nintendo World. It's, wait, it hasn't opened in California? Will said it did. Well, it, uh, I, I've been seeing previews, and I even saw, like, uh, videos. I think it's currently out, already open already, okay. if, I, if I'm correct. I, I honestly can't remember. It's just I didn't think about it until we were talking about it. And I know they made a listing about it. I'm looking up the old article about it. Uh, no, it arrives in February. There, yeah. It's coming in February. They might be oh, having, yeah. like, preview sessions right uh, now. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. February 17th. Yeah, there it is. Oh, for the public. Okay, I'm yeah. so, I'm so, so sorry, sorry. I have no doubt they're testing things out. Like I've seen news posts about it, and so they're probably letting like the the public, the the, the journalists in, the previewers in, the streamers in. You know, you gotta get views. Gotta get views, people. So make it that way, she will. But uh, yeah, so we are less than a month away though. So if you are planning a vacation for yourself, uh, go to Super Nintendo World. Or hey, if you want to delay valentine's day three days i'm sure your date will love it and you go to super <laughs> nintendo world it's like babe i love I... you but let's just wait and go to super nintendo world okay that's not gonna happen <laughs> i mean it could if you if you have a gamer girlfriend or just one who supports you despite your fandoms you know which is the dream right so i'm not saying this as a single guy who's very very old just <laughs> saying all right uh but yeah it's, it's february 17th do go do look forward to that, and I I have to wait until the Florida one comes around, but I will wait. <laughs> I will be there when it comes out. All right, next up we have uh, Fire Emblem Engage, which is obviously coming out tomorrow at the time of this recording, and thankfully, and we were all worried, obviously, but the reviews have been positive, mm, mm, very mm. positive. Yep. Currently on Metacritic, it has an 82 out of <clears throat> 69 reviews. <coughs> nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and uh, I think that's actually pretty high. That's about what I was expecting. Actually, let me look up three houses. I want, I want to know what that got. Three houses. Ooh, three houses got an 89. Yeah, I think three houses was slightly higher, so that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine, but like that that was, you know, that was Nintendo throwing an intelligence system throwing everything. Yeah. To make it stand out. And it and it worked, obviously. But I'll take an 82. That's that's absolutely fine. There were actually, there's actually a couple of hundreds here, lots of 90s, lots of 80s, and such. And the biggest uh, positive that I've seen throughout the reviews is that the tactical gameplay is wonderful. Like, it is top-notch. The emblem rings absolutely work to make everything better. I've heard multiple people call it like a chess match. You know, when do I use it? Do I use it this way or that way? And it's not OP, which is actually something we'll talk about in a second because of the developers and that's good because that was that's you know when you have a game that's this good in gameplay you hope they don't screw it up <laughs> yes <laughs> so the only the biggest downplay is this is something we'll talk about a little bit later in our main event is that some didn't like the more simplified storyline 
because um, there's no branching paths. There's just the the one storyline, and they didn't like the characters as much as past games. So, mm. which is which, if we're being honest, that's a preference thing. And you know, sometimes you like characters, sometimes you don't. So that's why you just gotta play it yourself and see what see what you like and what you don't. Yeah, it's definitely kind of interesting to to see these um, views. I, I mean, of course, Lanthic con uh, connected with like Fire Emblem Heroes, like especially as they're promoting with the banner and like yeah, you see these characters with Alir, uh, including um, ah, I forgot the na the name of the man of who carries the the, the lance, the ancient lance. Uh, that you got Scott in in your polls. Ah, I forgot his name. Alfred, obviously, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. And yeah, Celine is like you see these characters a little bit in Fire Emblem uh, Heroes, and like yeah, uh, Alfred is basically like he has this inferiority complex. He just wants to be like that big bulking muscle, like with uh, Raphael in three in three houses, but he, he can't. And like you see um, other characters alongside like um, yeah, T T I think T uh, T ah Teddy something like that. Uh, one of the the f female characters alongside like also saying of like um uh basically local cuisines or something sort of like honey gecko i think that was the, the, the sore line in with talking with Anna. i don't know but you do see these um interesting uh, characteristics and i mean fine it may not be what people be looking for i mean of course it may not be it's not even as tro anime tropish as one would expect of i mean fire Hamburg, uh fire Hamburg of recent lates but at least it's like as you said, uh, Todd, like it is definitely that again. You're, you're uh, an ancient dragon. You're gonna have to prevent the fell dragon. And there, and I've been hearing even like some reviews, like say there are, so, are some certain twists in these like five regions. There is a twist here and there. So I mean, sure, nothing too fancy about that. And we'll, we'll talk about more of that later. But again, it doesn't have to be as complex. I mean, just a straight story is good enough. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think I really care as much if it's that complex or not. I do, as long as it's like a good story, I don't mind if it's simple. Yeah, and obviously we'll have to judge for ourselves when we play it. I will hopefully be getting my copy of uh, Fire Emblem Gage tomorrow, and I will be reviewing it for the website. So I will keep you posted, and by next week I'll have my true first impressions, and we'll go from there. Uh, also, the developers have been doing some special interviews with <laughs> Nintendo, and they revealed some very interesting things about the games, including how the uh, art style came to be, uh, they had they wanted like one artist in particular because of her very flashy style, and they wanted this game to like really pop, so they were happy to get her. Uh, they actually had to bring in one of the more experienced Fire Emblem people to help balance out the gaming system, because originally the the, the emblem rings were really OP, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't care at first because they're like, no, but we need to have them powerful so that people will want to use them and at and they realize like yeah we're, we're not getting the balance right so they brought in one of the uh veterans of intelligence systems to help them out so make of that what you will and but it worked out in the end because again the reviews say the the gameplay is phenomenal so the other thing is we got some more details on the expansion pass remember uh there is a, there is an expansion pass it'll have four waves and Wave 1 actually comes out on launch day. It'll give you Tiki as one emblem ring, and then Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri from Three Houses as one Edel as one ring. And the one of the team members said, quote, The expansion patch, which includes four of the content, is divided into two main chapters, Divine Paralogues and Fell Xenologues. 
Many more emblems will join you in the Divine Paralogs. Uh, Saints, Hopatogs, Tiki, and Three Houses characters. Uh, and should you develop... So, uh, then in, in the Fel Zenolog, you could play a new side story. And then there will be more facilities added to your base in Somniel. So, I'm curious about the Zenolog, because you don't just call something Fel Zenolog, and it'd be a nice thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm expecting maybe a side story where the Fell Dragon wins, maybe? Hard to say. I actually do like having those kinds of what-if scenarios, or like, uh, what if you play the bad guys type of things. Right, right, right. We definitely had those prior. Right, right, right. So, hopefully we'll find a new more, but again, when you uh, get the game, you can get the expansion pass and have the first wave already available to you, so go ahead and... uh enjoy that and get the game tomorrow and hopefully we'll make it a million seller in very little time all right uh let's see what was next uh okay this is a small one but it's very important bayonetta origins series and the lost demon we have there is a playable teaser that you can enjoy right now if you have bayonetta 3. yeah this just this i was not expecting this so soon but here's how here's how you do it a, buy Bayonetta 3. I know, such, such a hard thing to do. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Two, Gotta find it. <laughs> sorry, B, make sure you have version 1.2 uploaded, which it should automatically once you get the game or if you turn on the game. Uh, then you go to Rodan's shop and buy the old picture book. And when you do, you'll be able to go to the chapter select screen and play the teaser. I do not know how long the teaser is. I have not had time to play it. I've been busy playing Persona 5, I'm assuming. But if you want a glimpse of what Ceresa and the Lost Demon is going to be like, now you can. So, and props to Platinum Games for finding a way to get people to buy Bayonetta 3. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean I, it just reminds you of the old days when you when you buy like Final Fantasy 12 and it give you a demo of like Final Fantasy 11 or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that day. That we're buying, days. We're yeah, like Crackdown Three to get the Halo Three uh, beta key. Uh, That's the yeah, only reason I... people bought that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It wasn't Crackdown. It was, it was the original Crackdown. Oh, okay. That one was yeah, actually was pretty good. <laughs> and, they, and people liked the game, but it was the other two that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's what's consistency. You know, it, it, it tapers off at times. So, but yeah, if you're wanting to play a teaser, that's how you do it. And we have uh, an article on the website with the tweet if you need to re-listen to it again. All right? All right. Next up, we have... Okay, this is another set of rumors. But they are very different outlooks on the Nintendo Switch's future. Are you ready? The first rumor or statement. Technically it was an exclusive, but you know, take it as you will. The exclusive is that Nintendo plans to make more Switch units in the next fiscal year, which is March to March, uh, for the next term than they have in recent years because of the semiconductor switch and everything. Uh, sorry, uh, semiconductor parts. And the, guy, the person who noticed notes, it's unusually aggressive move for a gaming console going into the seventh year on the market. First of all, it's going into a sixth year on the market, but I digress. Uh, remember, it came out in <laughs> March of 2017, <laughs> so we're just about to enter six years of life. Uh, but yeah, what what do we make of this? If we believe it, wh why do we think that the Switch is going to try and crank out more units in this upcoming fiscal year? 
Uh, from what I got, the major fan consensus is basically one. Obviously, uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom will be coming out this, this, yeah, again, getting ready for it. And if anything else, I think there will be definitely showing off something like maybe another big blockbuster at E3. Who knows when it may be? I don't know. Maybe the final teaser of Metro Prime 4, or I don't know. The, uh, again, the long way to F0. Who knows? But know that it feels like with this move, they're playing something big at E3, it seems like. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. If they are planning to have more switches, I mean, it also, I guess, depends on how many other switch types they're also making too, because. Whenever they have big games they release, they also make new switches to release with those games. Right, that too, that, that too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this because I saw this from multiple sources today. Will posted a tweet, then one of the uh, uh, Nintendo sites I followed they talked they talked about it. It's certainly certainly interesting. I don't if this is true. It would imply that they're gearing up for a major release season and that they have the ability to produce more consoles. Because, again, because of the semiconductor shortage, they have actually had to scale back on how many how many switches they could produce in a year. So if they're fixing that, they're A, preparing for big launch and something, B, trying to catch up on the sales they've already missed, or, or C, just doing it because they can, because it prints money, and why not? It prints money! <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have to see. Again, this is technically a rumor. Nintendo's not saying anything about this. Let's just let's just see how it goes, okay? All right, the other rumor, though, is that, and this was from a Nikki report that was mysteriously taken down, hmm, is that insiders are claiming that the next Nintendo system will arrive at the earliest in the back half of 2024. Thoughts? No thoughts at all. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it was said that it was only on the Half Life like two years ago. So if they were gonna if they were gonna have it next year, then I guess that means that when they're would you'd think that they'd be trying to wind down Switch sales rather than trying to increase them. Hmm. I mean that would be way to think of it but yeah i'm not really too feel strongly about it in regards into that case my my thought is if this is true first of all they said that it'd be like back half 2024 at the earliest which obviously could mean it doesn't come out until 2025 and then we don't have to worry about anything so i don't know it, there's so many ways this could go and this is almost like a pro-style rumor where it's like, I don't know whether we can believe it or not, but if it's coming out in 2024, A, that means that we'll at least have 2023 to get as many software tiles out as possible, and that would be about seven years of life. So, yeah? I don't know. I think 2025 is a better bet, but who knows at this point. The, the, they did the smaller Wii U life cycle because the Wii U sucked. Nobody bought the Wii U. Why would they keep going with it? Uh, they, sell more, <laughs> they sell more Switches in a year, pretty much, than they do than the, than the Wii U did in its lifetime. Like that's bad. I'm just I'm mm. just saying. So make of it what you will. But uh, as always, again, 
until you hear it from Nintendo, it ain't real. It is just a rumor, okay? All right. Uh, on the actual side of knowledge, we have the data for 2022, and Nintendo Switch dominated again. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But yes, it was officially confirmed that in the U.S., the Switch was number one. And uh, now I got to be careful here how I say it. It was number one in units sold in 2022. In terms of dollars made, that was PS5. But the PS5 costs more than the Switch. And over time, that adds up. So, yes, the PS5 made more money. But that's just because the Switch costs less. And it the Switch had more units than the PS5. So that means that the Switch was number one in the US, the UK, and Japan. Go us. Hey. <laughs> hi, hi. I'm just good to see that Nintendo's still pumping out great, great numbers. It's, just, it's good to see. It's, it's good still see. telling. <laughs> uh, also, in terms of the top US games, uh, Nintendo was not number one. I know. It's so sad. Uh, some game called Call of Duty made it number one. Remember when people were trying to boycott that game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, if if it's your duty to play that game, you need to reprioritize your life. But I'm just kidding. Uh, or am I? Am I? The world may never know. The world may never know. Uh, still trying to get to the center of that Tootsie Pop. Moving on. Uh, but seriously, though, in the top ten for the U.S., Pokemon Scarlet and Violet were at number six. Arceus was at number eight. And those games, oh, sorry, those rankings did not include the digital sales. So it's possible those games were higher, which actually wouldn't be surprising because apparently uh, Star Wars Saga, Lego Star Wars Saga, was number three. And nice. I don't think that game was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right. But uh, go congratulations to Nintendo for the great sales, continued sales. Let's uh, let's hope it continues with 2023, especially starting with uh, Fire Emblem Engage, then over to Bre or say Breath of the Wild 2 again. Dang it! <laughs> I've been saying Breath of the Wild 2 for so dang long. It's for, been uh, in the works for a long time. Yes. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Hopefully it just continues and we, we all have a lot of fun. All right, this next one is another rumor. There's been a lot of rumors in this news, but that just shows how much we've got to talk about. Let's talk Bot and Kaitos. Heard that a long time. Yeah, I know. It's been, that's been 84 <laughs> years, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't remember these games, they were two titles made by Monolith Studios, which later became Monolith Soft. And... They made a uh, two games on the GameCube that were their own original RPG, and they had some really good game mechanics, some really unique characters. They had a twist in the game that no one saw coming in the first one. Um, I won't spoil it if you haven't played it, but it was actually a really good game. I remember playing them. I remember, like, that was when Nintendo had like really big TV commercials. And oh, yeah. yeah. And they had these really cool ones for the GameCube where there was, like, worlds falling apart at times, and I remember that for Bot and Kaitos. And that, Bot and Kaitos, yeah, Kaito, Wind Waker, I mean, heck, even Strikers Charged. Yeah. yeah. Like, those those were the days, man, like, when you actually advertise on television. <laughs> so, now it's just all internet stuff. 
But anyway, uh, the rumor is that a Botankaitis remake is coming and possibly coming this summer. Monolith Soft is working on it, allegedly. And oh, and apparently, and this is the big rumor part, the people who reported this have allegedly seen screenshots of the remake, but they weren't allowed to post them. So make of that what you want. Hmm. <laughs> Not suspicious at all! <laughs> It's definitely, it's definitely something. Cause like I have, uh, uh, like before we talk, like yeah, I have played the original Bond titles, and yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the twist, and it was definitely quite something, especially for as an RPG card game. Like that's the one thing I, I, I don't usually play card, card game battle systems, but yeah, this one was like for some reason it definitely uh, pulled me, in. and yeah, the the world, the story itself. They were, it was so unique. It was that's the thing. It was definitely is. It's very unique. So if they just if Monolith wants to bring this game back for, and like yeah, give the full on remake treatment, it's I don't know. It could definitely have a second life if you're like so. It's definitely a gamble if confirmed. Yeah, I don't. I want this because I liked them on GameCube, and if we're getting like, the full remaster remake treatment. I can I could just imagine it, you know better graphics, slightly refined system, uh, possibly tweaks to the voice acting. We'll have to see, and the, the potential is there. Like this was one of them underrated games where you either liked it or you didn't, and a lot of people liked it. It became a cult classic as a result. So there's a lot of ways this could go, but again, you can't believe in these things. <laughs> Rumors and Nintendo are about as believable as. Uh... No one to consider it. It's just not very believable. <laughs> we literally talked about this last week. Remember, we literally said, "Don't believe the rumors." Like there, we already have one about the. Remember the Zelda director you're supposed to get this week? That didn't happen. I figured that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting on the throne of lies. Uh, <laughs> so, I know I, it has been reported in the past that uh, those on and Monolith Soft. Uh, who were with the Botan Kaito's te team do still want to continue this franchise because there was supposed to be a third game, but it got canceled. So if we got a remake and it does well, and then they do the same thing for the Origins one, because it was Botan Kaito's and it was Botan Kaito's Origins. So, and so then there would be number three. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But given all the ports and remakes that have been going on in, in recent times, I'm fine with this. Even if for no other reason, then we might still have hope for Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yes! Because if they have time for one remake, they have time for two. <laughs> okay. Aye, aye, Remember, that's aye. on my bingo card. Get all games from the Wii U off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, give, give, give me Xenoblade or give me death. <laughs> Actually, just give me Xenoblade. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, all right. Calm me down. Calm me down. We'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, oh yeah, this one is a personal thing, and I may or may not have begged our boss to buy me this. There is a Pokemon Arceus statue <laughs> that is officially available on the Pokemon Center website. It is nine inches tall. It is two hundred dollars, and I need it. <laughs> it looks really cool. It does. Look really cool. <laughs> and we only I get I guarantee you the only reason we're getting the statue is because of the success of. Legends Arceus, because let's be honest, if they had released this a few years ago, no one, many would not have cared, because Arceus, ne Arceus was never the big legendary, despite him being God. Yeah, right, 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 literally the God Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. 
is the poke god that is canon right right right, right. and yeah just like yeah i'm sorry because like while we're talking figurines as well like yeah as you said like no one would probably uh, pay attention to Arsa unless the game came out or there's a certain person called daddy sakurai and in this case like the <laughs> recent pirate meter figurines they got re-released at good smile company which i got which they were pretty much roughly about the same price if not more so yeah, unless that's a heavy good advertisement from, as you said, from the game or Daddy Sakurai or whatever it may be, then yes, maybe these figurines probably not so as great as they are now. So yeah. <laughs> so let's just let's. Uh, I want it if you if you want it, go get it. Especially since the Pokemon Center has this bad habit when they sell out of something, these do not restock. Then it's up to the scalpers or from the people who make really bad replicas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and I'm sad about that because there were some really cool things that I missed out on because I didn't know about the Pokemon Center website. And now I can't get it, including a Gengar jacket that I cannot get. It's so me. I wanted the jacket. And I was supposed to get the jacket. And then they sold out right when Keith tried to buy it for me for my Christmas present. Oh, it's sad. And don't get me wrong, I, I am happy with my Pikachu jacket, but I had an idea of getting the Gengar jacket and then the Gengar shoes from Puma, which are also sold out, and then having an entirely epic purple outfit. It, it was a plan! I had the plan! It was a good plan! And then it sold out. And it's the only jacket, I just checked again, it is the only jacket to have sold out. I do not get it. I, I, I am sad. So... Get this. No. Don't make my mistake. Mm. If you want this Arceus statue, look it up on the on the Pokemon Center website and go get it. Okay? Get it? Got it? Good. Moving on. <laughs> Alright. Uh, two more things. Uh, sorry, three more things. First is, this is, you might have seen a tweet going around about this ultimate Nintendo Switch console. No, not the Nintendo Switch Pro. This was a homemade Switch made by a guy. It's basically a shell casing for a television. Except it has extensions to where the Joy-Cons pull out, and within the cupboards of this Switch are all the Nintendo consoles and their controllers, and there's even rotating parts so you can get the number of controllers you need to play. It is so awesome! Someone spent a lot of time designing that kind of tech. <laughs> money, and they had to have all these things. Like, yes. <laughs> you think, oh, well, they just had to buy all the consoles. That's not as easy as it sounds. No, no, it is not. <laughs> so, I mean, it, this thing is like, this is God tier, ladies and gentlemen. And to be clear, this is on a super widescreen TV. And I'm like watching it. And on one side, he has the GameCube and the. N64 with their controllers, and then on the other side is the NES and the SNES, and it's great. Oh, then they ha then there's the Wii and the Wii U, and you have all these special plugins you can do. They have easy connections. They have phone ports and extra cables and everything. It is god tier, and I need it. I mean, I still I need the Arceus statue, but I need this. I don't, have, I don't even have room on my on my in my apartment walls to put this anywhere. But I would find a way. Put it on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I come to my apartment and play Nintendo stuff. There, that'll bring people over to the party. Uh, like, dang! All right, this is. It's beautiful. Like this is legit. This is the stuff that dreams are made of. And it's and it's incredible. So 
go find this tweet. Uh, here, let me see. It's from uh, Pure Dead Gaming. All one word. That's that's their Twitter handle. Go go look up this tweet. It is, woo. It's like I, I'm steaming up just just looking at this beautiful thing. It's 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 hot. Yeah, it's it's hot. All right. Lusting aside. Uh, <laughs> So, Todd, what do you lust after this giant Nintendo Switch I saw online? It's so beautiful. No, uh, <laughs> the real fan service. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it has all the consoles within a console shell. Like, dude. All right. Uh, next up is sales news, and I want to talk about this specifically because apparently, for the upcoming sales numbers, it's going to be announced that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has crossed 50 million units sold. Wow. That's more than some consoles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Specifically several Nintendo consoles. <laughs> well, a few others, obviously, but like, yeah, Nintendo consoles. But uh, yeah, that's incredible. And considering that the Nintendo Switch is either at or close to being over 120, that's basically about a little under 50% of Switch owners have uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, that's an insane install base. <clears throat> Especially as they continue all of the Boost Pass courses, which, yeah, I saw some a little bit, and yeah, even though if those courses aren't as, like, up-to-date per se, it's, yeah, it's still bringing people in, so that's also a factor. I just, I'm amazed, I'm, I've been amazed at this since it first started happening, where it was the best-selling system, or uh, game on the system. I don't get it. Is it just because not enough people played it on the Wii U, so they're like, hey, let's just go play this, and... Not enough people had a Wii U to play I it. <laughs> and, I mean, yes, it was... I'm sorry. Yes, it was, like, the second big game on the Switch after Breath of the Wild, but I don't... I really don't get it why this port is the best-selling game on Switch. Not that I care. I mean, if you wanted to get it, and clearly 50 million people did, that's impressive. <laughs> It's just so weird. Like, if it was Zelda, sure. If it was Animal Crossing, why not? Especially after the pandemic that Nintendo caused. Uh, no, I will not get off that conspiracy theory. It it's makes the numbers, sense. Mason. It makes sense. I, think, of, think of who Tom Nook is. He's capable of this. All right? I mean, Tom Nook is capable of anything with enough berries. Yeah. yeah. Uh... But hey, that's incredible, and yeah, more more money printed for Nintendo, so why not? And then finally, and this is one last rumor for you, there is apparently, there, a lot of gamers seem to think that we're about to get a Super Mario Odyssey 2 announcement. Huh. Yeah, so here's the reason why. Apparently, Nintendo sent out some kind of, like, survey or something? I'm, I'm looking it up. Here we go. Um... What was it? Yeah, Mario fans are freaking out after a recent press email from Nintendo surrounding Super Mario Odyssey seemed to drop cryptic hints. Okay. So, okay, so this was shown in a tweet, and apparently in it said there may even be more to be discovered out there. So, I don't know. Okay, here it goes. It was a survey about what were your favorite voyages in Super Mario Odyssey. And it goes, Mario's debut on Nintendo Switch was his most unique one yet, debatable, 
from dodging devastating dinosaurs and plundering pyramids in a poncho. It was a nice poncho. Uh, to getting his groove on at New Donk City Festival, which is legendary. Uh, the Mushroom Kingdom's main man truly saw it all. Quote, I've been quoting all the time, but still. Uh, but there may be even more out there still to be discovered. Perhaps it's worth hopping aboard the Odyssey once more and taking the trip all over again. Huh. Interesting wordplay. Mm -mm, seems feasible. Mm -mm. I mean, we I think we talked about this last week or during the draft, but it it has been odd not getting a new Mario, like a dedicated Mario game, given the success of Odyssey, which is, I believe, in the top five of all-time Switch games in terms of sales uh, and definitely reviews. So maybe they were taking their time and maybe they wanted to do another uh, Zelda Mario year, you know, Zelda to start, Mario to finish. It worked in 2017. <laughs> it definitely did. Yeah, I mean, that was that, that was two Game of the Year nominees right there. So it is weird, though, the wording of but maybe there's still more out there to be discovered. Usually I think that would be like a DLC reference, but I wouldn't want DLC for Odyssey like six years later. No. It was one thing when it was Mario Kart, and if you recall, I don't like the booster pass because I'd rather just have Mario Kart 9. Yes. <laughs> so, see? Uh, Scott agrees with me, but of course I'm the host. He has no choice. <laughs> I have no control. <laughs> That's a Persona 5 reference. Uh, <laughs> I have no control. Um... But yeah, that's a weird thing to send out and not to possibly hint at a new Mario game. But then again, who knows? Who knows? All right. And now, see, I told you we had a lot of news. Now we are heading to the main event because as noted in a previous news bit, a lot of people in the reviews for Fire Emblem Engage noted that they were kind of surprised by the more classic, simplified storyline for the game versus the branching storyline that we've had in games like Fates or uh, Three Houses and such. So applying it to both Fire Emblem and beyond, let's discuss the values and pros and cons of singular storylines versus branching storylines in a new session of the NEP Secret Society. Okay, I bring this session of the society to order so let's talk about this because it is an interesting thing here because fire emblem to start did only have one storyline with shadow dragon and the mystery of the emblem and blazing sword binding blade it wasn't until sacred stones that they did dual paths with erica and ephraim where you picked one of them to be your main character and then the other one would show up eventually then they went back to the singular storylines, like with Vitellius Saga and Awakening. Fates had three storylines through three different games, which was the Pokemon titles, as we all like to affectionately call them. And then there was three houses, and I'll even throw in three hopes there, with the pick your house and see where they all go. So the franchise has played it both sides, and obviously there are other franchises that have delved into, you know, choose your own path or, you know, Lots of replayability by going different directions, you know, light side versus dark side and KOTOR, that kind of thing. Um, what do you guys prefer? Like, if you had to say, like, this is an RPG game. Oh, Mass Effect. I know it's freaking a big reference. Mass Effect is another great example of that. Um, 
if you had to pick for an RPG and say, like, if I, I would rather have a really good, strong, singular storyline, or I'd like multiple paths for replayability, what is your preference? Huh. I like it's definitely up to the like the creation of it all because like the the one like game that pretty much stood out in my mind in regards to like like a, a simple straight storyline was uh personally for me Final Fantasy fifteen uh with like some people say like it should have been like I don't know a certain decision making but I just enjoyed like again the journey of it all just going through the like. The world of Final Fantasy 15, hanging out with the bros, and then like reaching to that end point again, a coming up an age story, and going back to here, like for like Fire Emblem engaged, like I I don't mind it if, if it's like just a simple straight up story. Like, sure, it may not be like uh, appealing. I mean, heck, look at La uh, Last of Us Part Two, like that thing is divisive as heck, but it, it's stuck to its own story, no matter what people think of it. And heck, it did okay for better or for worse and like if it had like a like a branching past like in fire Emblem uh, three three houses that is would be i mean it's okay like it had three paths more more time more bang for your buck to go through more different routes and like or heck even with uh, the uh portable re of recently it's like you, you have two different paths i mean it's a straight-up story but you get two different characters to play through more more over but in the end, it really has just come down to one single story, just because, again, you just want to go through the basic formula of uh, having a, a, a beginning, a middle, and an end, as for any media whatsoever out there, be it folks or whatever games. So, in in my opinion, I just kind of feel like just get it with a story. Like, if you want to like, expand more of it, I don't know, like with three houses, have different perspectives on it, then sure, like add it as a complimentary, but. In the end, it just, you really all you need is just one story, and like if you want to go expand upon it, sure, we have like sequels or something of the sort, or as you said, do the Pokemon route and like yeah, have the different versions. Sure, maybe a little bit money growing, but fine. That's also another way to like expand the story. But back back to my original answer is just again, you only need one major plot line to follow, and that's really all you really need. Scott. Alrighty, so <clears throat> for me, it's all a preference on how long the game can be. If it's a game that's going to take like 80 to 100 hours to complete, I 100% do not want it to be a branching storyline. <laughs> just because I don't want to have to spend over like 300 hours or something into the game just so I can see everything. If it's like, say, a 20 to 30 hour experience and I'm fine with it having branching story paths, but at the same time, I feel like whenever it's a shorter story, you don't get as much time in the world, which is why I like the branching story branching story paths in when you have a little bit of time in the world. Mm -mm. So I like to always bring this game up, series up, but like Neptunia, for instance, when yeah, okay, you okay. have a certain amount of shares in each kind of like nation in the nation of last station or of lean box or planet tune, depending on the shares determines your ending kind of a deal. And getting those shares depends on how you play the game in terms of side quests, as well as what characters you use and what you like you focus on. So I like those types of games when they're short. But if it's something that's going to be like a grandiose adventure with like solid story writing, that's like an 80 or 90 hour adventure. I 100% would prefer it to be a single story arc. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to have it be branching paths. 
yeah, yeah. When you mentioned that point, like the, the one game that just recently came out as a remake is Live Alive. Like those things were short, and so you can just like play through those different storylines. And like as like if you play the full game, it all comes together in the end. Right, 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 right. Yeah. For me, yeah. it really we'll we'll set it best probably with uh, it all depends on the creator's vision and what they want to do. Like I just came off of a game that had an epic singular storyline with Persona Five Royal. There, technically, there's a false ending and a true ending, sure, but like that's typical in many video games. Um, that game is very complex, and there is replayability through you your support system and the personas you can have, and diving deep into mementos at times, and what you can buy and such. There, there's a lot of ways to have, you know, different outcomes in terms of how you play. But it's still a singular storyline, and I loved that. And then uh, my game of 2022 was Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which absolutely was a singular storyline that was very impactful and beautiful, including when beep happened, and then I, then I came in and beep! And then there's that twist ending that we totally have talked about where they show beep! You know, it's great stuff. But that's a game that was super long. It was like... I. I want to say like 65 to 70 hours and i had to do that in two weeks and it took over two weeks but that was a beautifully woven uh, down downright cinematic opera style story that was it had a path there were side stories out the wazoo and that's where your replayability comes in and but that was a singular storyline and it worked and i look forward to playing it again because of that uh neo the world ends with you and the original world ends with you. That's another great example of singular storytelling that works because it was so detailed and impactful and beautiful. And th there's a reason that those games stand out in my mind. And even with Fire Emblem, like I love the Tellius Saga, and I loved Awakening and uh, Blazing Sword when I got it. But I also, I, but I did like Fates, and I did like Sacred Stones, and with with three houses, I loved that game because each storyline was special. It wasn't perfect, as I've noted in my review in past podcasts, but you felt the need to play out the sides because you wanted to see how different it was, and you wanted to have these different team members, and you wanted to get these different endings, and they were all different. Every single one of them had a different result, and that made it worth it. Not every game can do that, obviously, because they don't have the the amount of characters or the world or the storyline to make it work. But if you have the ability and you think you can pull it off, I'm not above you doing that. But like with the singular-focused games, you need to make it special, need to make it to where people should want to play it, and make it worth your time because uh like look at mass effect mass effect was great because they gave you all these options not just for your teammates but the paragon and the renegade storyline and i remember specifically doing one run of all paragon and one run of all renegade because i wanted to see how different it was and at times it was minor and at other times i got to punch a reporter <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i got a quote for you bang <laughs> i do not approve of hitting reporters in real life, unless it really took you off. Um, I mean, Bieber doesn't, and he didn't get in trouble. Uh. 
<laughs> but you know, there's and, and and then when you do the Renegade run, you often do witness the consequences of your actions, especially in the final battle. So you have to make the branching storyline worth it. And that's why I'm fine with Engage not doing that, not just because A, it's it's a classic Fire Emblem or just RPG storyline where it's, you know, one story carrying you through. But in this world, there's no there's no reason to do a branching storyline based on what we know. Um, you know, you're you're this is a synopsis, so it's not spoilers. You are a divine dragon. You're tasked by your mother to reclaim the the twelve emblem rings across the, the five co uh, counties. You gotta go across the counties, all right. You got Sagamon County over there. Um, I don't know why I did a southern accent when I when I live in Illinois. It just happened, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, but you, know, you get different countries and you know meet all the different royalties, and that's fine. That's a singular focus storyline that is tried and true and classic. Versus three houses, where it's like. These are the three ruling parties, and all of the future leaders are right here, and you're going to be with one for the next five years plus. So it makes sense that they all have different storylines because they are very different people, especially Claude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Edelgard is mean, and Dimitri's kind of nuts, and there's Claude. Claude's there. <laughs> Claude's he, there. he just lets them do his thing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I could care less what they do teach. I'm just going to do my thing, and then I'll, you know, I'll stab them all in the back when they're not looking, because I, I don't mind poisoning you all. Or maybe I already have. You don't know. I'm just Claude, the goofball here. <laughs> they don't see me for what I am. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Oh, no. But, uh, like Will said, it's about intent, and it's about ability. And I get why people are maybe a little surprised, given the depth that we had in Three Houses, that we don't have that in Engage. But we shouldn't fault the game for that, because not all, not every farm game is going to be like Three Houses. Again, it's technically only the third, ironically enough, Fire Emblem game that has a branching path storyline, with Sacred Stones and Fates being the other ones. So, if anything, it's just going back to, to what was traditional and what worked, and that's fine. Both sides work, so maybe don't do that every time because then it becomes repetitive and it's even harder to think of, you know, unique and fun branching storylines. Save that for the next game. Right, right, right. Like once you have like of course like the budget, the the vision, of course, then by all means you can definitely shape up how you how you want the story to be, be it branching, be it like different choices a la mass effect or of that sort. So as long as you have like a good, a good clear vision and like stick to it and by all means you get your your story uh through to the audience so as long as you properly express it and show it off well right well i i, I again i can understand why they might say you know they're a little disappointed but this is we have to judge each game on its own merits yes we, we, we can't we there was a lot of people who had divisive thoughts on fates and if they applied that to three houses they wouldn't have played it and wouldn't have enjoyed this great experience so when you play when you play engage don't think of it as oh this is like the next three houses it's not it's the next fire emblem game so we got we got to judge each game based on what it delivers and if you don't like the characters if you don't like the storyline or if you didn't like the emblem rings then say so and that's fine and then nintendo might decide hey let's you know three houses was a bigger hit than engage let's try and tap into that again that's okay as long as it's quality so 
Right, again, like, I'm just glad, like, the fact that Fire Emblem Gage is playing proper, and again, that's all we really, 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 really need right now. The <laughs> fact that I don't even say that is like, yeah. So, yeah, just as long as it plays well, has a good story, that's all we really basically need. Yes. Also, and I, I technically can't confirm this because I haven't seen anyone deny it, but it's implied that there is no marriage system in the game. There's no baby. Yeah, there's def there's definitely no kids. I can I can definitely <laughs> confirm that there are no kids in the game. All right, that is that is I that was confirmed via the one of the developer interviews. We talked about the number of characters, and I can confirm that there are no children. So no deep realms for you, thank God. Um, <laughs> but there are, apparently is no marriages that I've seen. Um, again, they, maybe they were just saving that. Maybe they don't want to spoil that. I don't know, but. I know this is going to be disappointing for many of you because I know a lot of you are liking the waifu simulators that Fire Emblem has sadly become over the years. <laughs> it's just slightly ironic due to the name of this game as well as its right! concept of rings. <laughs> it's right there. Okay, hold on. That was actually something else that was talked about in the developer interview. They noted how they actually have problems making names for the games. So like Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, Rainy Dawn, Three Houses. Okay, 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 okay. They have they've actually had trouble in the past naming the titles, which is hilarious to me. But with this one, it came easy. Not just because of the ring mechanic, but because of what engage means. Engage is to forge a bond, or you know, like through engagement. But engagement is a promise, uh, or to attract. And so they were going, and in the game, Alier makes a promise to his mother. They thus forge a bond. Nah, okay, stop okay, the okay. fell dragon and then uh they have to attract if you will all the fire the emblem rings to them so they can defeat the dragon so they're just taking the different terms of the words engage and engagement and that's how it became fire emblem engage mm -hmm. all right i mean heck it's better than sense. square enix's uh, naming properties like triangle strategy <laughs> and all that yes you oh, mean yeah, not just using the prototypes as the name yeah. project <laughs> octopath traveler has become octopath traveler <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, triangle strategy is still the worst. I mean, Gale's a conviction. It's right there. I'm just saying. Alright, and with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Uh, are you getting Fire Emblem Engage when it comes out? Please let us know and let us know what you are most looking forward to. We will be back next week to let you know of our first opinions whenever we get the titles. Except for one of us who's going to be halfway across the world. Don't worry, I will be there like as i did last time be there in spirits and all that i will be i'm always watching wikowski i'm always watching you yeah. so you know what this means scott since you ha you weren't here the last time that uh, will went to malaysia when this happens and we can't get a separate co-host i just do my will impression for the entire show Okay. Say, say, see, Scott. We're just we're just gonna talk about Neptunia all day long. Okay. Oh, I'm good with that. No. <laughs> all right, Castia. No, no. <laughs> Nani? All right. <laughs> Nani Defano. <laughs> so, but no, we'll, we'll we'll either have a guest host or me and Scott will do two man show. We'll just see how it goes next week. Who knows? Maybe a wild Tyler will appear. <laughs> that would be very possible. Will, will, will leaves and Tyler shows up. Who knows? Uh, but let us know also if you're going to get Persona 3 and 4 for Switch or one of your other systems. Uh, would you like a Super Mario Odyssey 2 to come out this year or a Botan Kaitos remake? Are you going to get the RSCS statue? And if you are, can you buy one for me? 
just saying, you know, I am your host. <laughs> wink, am, wink, nudge, nudge. I am everyone's host. <laughs> Let me know if you'll buy it for me in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, Iron Triforce Tide, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>